Hey, you guys. Welcome to Paradise. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times for listening. This connection is literally my life's purpose, and I'm just so glad you're here. Um, if you want to connect with us, feel free to go to TaraHargrove.com, hit contact, send us some mail, a little message, or you can find us on the Glow Up for Humans Who Manifest on Facebook. Anyways, let me get to this episode right quick. Here we go. Welcome. I'm Tara, if you don't know. Hi. So, there's lots of things that we could be talking about. Um, Lots of cool prompts that I found. I'm kind of just getting the swing of recording podcasts, trying out different things as far as interviewing people, people interviewing me, telling stories, whatever. So, I'm going to take a swing at this. So... I wasn't sure if I should call it three things I would do differently if I were re-entering, transitioning from prison again, or three things I would do differently if I, well, no, that's pretty much it. Because I got clean, you know, when I went in was the last time I used. Um, So my clean date was, you know, day one in prison type thing. Um, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a varied um, lesson plan. There's lots and lots of uh, skills to be learned to maintain um, just being alive. So let's flash back to going to prison really quick. Let me just give you a quick visual of what it was like for me there. From my perception, of course, right? Um, I got there. I was, um, you know, what what the streets call dope sick. I was using um, stimulants as opposed to a whole bunch of um, suppressive type like opiates. So I wasn't detoxing from opiates, praise God, but my brain chemistry was absolutely um, detoxing from stimulants, um, large quantities of... um, Drugs. So I was a, a mental, emotional shit show, just a fucking wackadoo. Um, and that was super not fun. I went directly to the hole because I had um, been accused of introducing contraband into the facility uh, the, the time that I had VCOR'd. Um, what does that mean? I basically had violated my conditions of um, being bailed out. I wasn't with my third party. It was what had happened. Oh, no. I uh, went directly to the hole, which was really the best place for me at the time. I didn't know that, but in hindsight, I'm like, beautifully constructed. That was absolutely wonderful. What a happy accident. So um, I'm in the hole. And, you know, I don't know if you've been there before, but um, it's so not swank. (laughs) Um, So cinder blocks, Concrete floor-ish, um, aluminum toilet and commode, like um, little, you know, press the button, make the water out, come out, sink. Like the the mirror isn't a mirror; it's a shiny surface, um, so that it cannot be broken and used as a weapon. Um, 
I did have a small window in my room and uh, I could see like into like a courtyard and there was like, at the time there was snow. It was um, April, I believe. Um, but, uh, and, and then I, my bed was a boat, which is a plastic, like maybe six inch tall cot with um, a little mattress. Um, the mattress is legit, maybe an inch thick. And then they give you like pieces of fleece, like that were cut off the yard basically, you know, um, and that's your blanket. Now I am not acting like uh, it needed to be different than that because I'm some boozy ass bitch who felt like I was entitled to something other than um, a shit standard jail experience. It was very helpful. The discomfort was very helpful. Um, however, it was he hella uncomfortable. Hello? Um, so I was there doing that mental, emotional detox, physical, I mean, it is physical, you know. Um, and I, you know, I've always had a relationship with the Lord, so I was praying, obviously. Hello? What the fuck? <laughs> And um, I got so many epiphanies, like being um, forced to be by myself, um, forced to only have God to talk to. Um, when I tell this story, sometimes I'm like, well, I was sitting there talking to the cinder blocks because I was making eye contact with the cinder blocks type of intensity. Um, so... Uh, I wasn't really ready to make any real changes until I fucked off my furlough. Um, I had gotten out and went to Clitheroe because I knew I needed to get clean. Get, I was clean, but get recovery. I knew I needed to make changes. I knew that. But like the actual making changes part was like, you got to be fucking kidding me because I'm the best. Like, why would I, why would I do anything different? Make a stop. <laughs> so um, I went to Clitheroe and I made exactly the same fucking types of distorted um, logic moves, you know? I, might, I just, I didn't know how to love myself anymore. I didn't know how to love other people. I didn't really know how to do anything but like manipulate and uh, just doing the most, like so much drama, doing the most, like why? But that's where I was at the time and um, I overstand, I do. Like in hindsight, I'm like, Poor little Ting Tink. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, went back and I got into the residential treatment program that's by Aquila at the time um, in the state of Alaska at Highland Mountain. And it was called RSAT and that shit changed my motherfucking life. Okay, um, really, really grateful. Um, there are um, staff members, the director who was there, who I know to this day, she, um, her belief in us um, as a small group, um, changed the way that I viewed myself. And um, so RSAT was um, transfer-fucking-mational, you guys. I learned so much. I learned behaviors, thinking errors, criminal tactics, I, you know, the names of things so I could really dissect what was going on. And I was able to look at myself objectively. I am prideful, stubborn, um, you know, I'm just, I'm doing my thing. And, and that comes from being wounded as a child. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I couldn't trust anybody to give me objective feedback that was actually going to help me. So don't tell me shit because I know you're fucking lying to me just to manipulate me. You know, I wasn't just being a douchebag. I just was always trying to survive. I was just always in that state of mind. 
so it it wasn't ever a place where there could be like trust, you know, and you could like give me objective feedback as a safe thing and I could look at it and be like, oh, maybe you're right. I could make some changes in my behavior because we are out here just trying to survive type shit. So getting good information in a eventually safe place was transformational and I figured out so much. I grew so astronomically there and it really um, set the stage for me to have the foundation I needed to re-enter in a way that I wasn't knee-jerk going to automatically just go straight back to um, skeet skirt, you know, ganging on the weekends and fucking um, inevitably continuing to ruin my life and feel empty and all the other things, and which, you know, obviously leads back to... Um, other people who sell drugs or and or do drugs and then inevitably you know also me having just be, from exposure you know what I mean I would have eventually when you're at the barbershop you know you get a fucking haircut so um that's the backstory it was a very lonely time for me I did not feel like I had not a motherfucking friend I didn't really feel like I had anybody to call. Um, my grandma answered my phone calls, collect. She was like, I think she was retired and she had like, you know, a tiny little bit of a, a cash budget that she could use to answer my $20, 15 minute phone calls. And she did that for me, um, which made me feel so fucking loved, right? Um, and God came through uh, in provision, like just kind of some magical things happened throughout that period. I'm not knocking that at all, but um, mentally and emotionally, there was very little connection. There was little like relationship stuff happening for me to be able to, you know, feel like I was reliant on anything but like me and God. And I think that that was a happy accident again, because I really needed to stop focusing outside of myself because this probably brings me to one of my first things that I'd be like, okay, things, if I'm going to start again. Codependency is the primary addiction. Um, our addiction to our coping mechanisms and um, our people and our unhealthy relationships, that is the number one issue. And um, if I were going to start it again, I would tell myself to go fuck myself with this rule, but I would be single, so fucking single. I would um, absolutely avoid all types of relationships except for the kind that um, cultivated focus on self-love and like furthering education, like um, money mentorships, um, uh, vocational stuff, you know. I would have created um, much more focus on me loving me instead of relationshiping and loving other people. I really wasted a lot of time and energy trying to convince myself that um, my toxic ass fucked up relationships were anything but a distraction from what I really was trying to avoid, which was getting to know myself on a real, real life, day to day, in the real world level and loving myself. So, that would be the first thing, if we're clear. I would be like totally non-committed, totally un, you know, um, uncommitted. Like, I, I mean, and I don't, 
I would be celibate. Like, I would just be minding my motherfucking business um, because relationshiping is one, triggers, and two, a fucking distraction. And, I mean, it, the triggers part is the dangerous part. That's dangerous. But, you know, distraction, dependent on the um, intensity and the amount, can be just as dangerous. Uh, you spend years, I spent years um, fresh out, defocused on people and their actions and how they affected me and how I was trying to manipulate them and, and control them into uh, loving me better or trying to communicate until I was fucking blue in the face, teaching them how to love me when they didn't want to love me. That was not the motherfucking point. They was just trying to, you know, have the benefit of having access to me or whatever else, you know? So I would figure out a way to be significantly more independent. And I know that that's hard, especially for women. I can only speak from my own experience but, and, and the things I've seen. But, you know, we get to prison, we get to a drug addiction because of abandonment, because of rejection, because um, we, we are carrying woundedness. So it's like, what the fuck do you mean? I need somebody to hug me. Uh. Um, so please, it's not lost on me that that's like incredibly hard. But... Um, if I could have saved myself so much like time and energy, like that would have been where I started. Like getting self-confidence, not deriving my confidence from relationship, getting self-love, not, de not deriving my self-love from the acceptance of another person, really focusing on how I could do that, educating myself on how I could do that, finding mentors, women I could see had done that. So fucking important. Um, after that, I would have spent my time educating myself on business. I have a six-figure business now. I've been out um, nine years, uh, I think. Don't quote me, um, but approximately. And um, I'm super proud of that. I'm super fucking proud of the work that I put into it, the education that came from, um, like, behind it. Like, but I didn't start really blooming into that until just a couple years ago. And had I known um, that... I could be where I am today. Like, had I been able to envision this, even just an inkling, like, you could have told me about me today, you know, when I had been out a year, and I would have fucking laughed at you because anyways, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, you know, learning business, learning marketing, um, understanding, you know, it's 2022, you guys, understanding social media, um, social media marketing, um, understanding how to use email lists, understanding how to launch a product, understanding um, just basic business, you know, like in money, out money, tax brackets, just basic stuff. Like I realized that, you know, a lot of us, um, I, okay, let me say, I had a really, edu a really excellent education. My mother put a lot of time and energy into educating me. I came, um, was born in um, Homer. Homer has a really great high school. I got a great education, um, but they don't teach business basics in high school. I went to some college, couple, three years of college, um, and had I gone to business, um, that would have been a thing, but I went to like human services and psychology, and now here we are. Um, I would have spent more time learning how to make and keep legal money, how to create revenue, how to um, 
create a client list, those things so that I would never have to worry about money again. I would never have to worry about being reliant on somebody else for money again. I would have to, um, what did that, it, it, it enabled me to know that I don't need to manipulate people to have my needs met, like at a very base level. Like most people in the drug game are like, I'm a hustler. And like that means that when they're high, they can work for a long time, maybe. Um, or that they like collect money really well for their dealer <laughs> and they hold on to it for like three hours in the car ride to take like $10,000 to their, what you know, whatever you guys, like whatever, honestly. Um, let it go. <laughs> uh, we got to get our own money and we got to keep our money. You know what I mean? Because that's a thing and we're American so uh, the availability of getting an LLC, even if you're a fucking felon, even if you're whatever, go get it. Do it. Do it. It can be done. I'm telling you right now, it can be done. And I'm hoping to have lots of information in this podcast about bridging the gap and um, vocational rehabilitation and, um, you know, the sanctification of people and how nobody is fucking throwawayable. I don't give a shit. Um, so that's two. Number two, the third thing that I would have gone back and changed that would help me dramatically in um, my reentry is I would have had higher expectations for people and I would have said no more. What comes with low self esteem is that you say yes when you should say no, or like you don't even know what the difference is, or you don't even know what the fuck you like. So maybe I should say it like that. I would have spent time figuring out what it was that I liked. What do I like? What colors do I like? What colors am I drawn to? What kind of food do I like? Um, what makes me tick? Do I um, like to sleep? Do I like to be overly productive? Am I an overachiever? Why am I people pleasing? I would have figured out what I like and try to do some homework on why I liked it. You know, because when you get out of addiction, when you're coming out of the prison system, a lot of times you are so acclimated to um, culture and to other people and to be, um, gosh, you just like, okay, I came out of jail. I was like, love the color red, love the color red. I wore it all the time. I had it in my house. Um, and I don't dislike the color red. I think it's beautiful now, but it's just very an accent color because it's super loud to me. I actually find it to be kind of obnoxious. Um, but I had to really think about that. Like, what do I like? I actually really like teal. Teal is my favorite color now. And it has been for quite some time, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was that I liked. Um, and so taking time to establish what you like that's the baseline for creating future goals. Where am I going? What am I doing? What do I even want? Because you cannot goal set, not small goal set, or six months, or one year, or five years, or 10 years. You can't dream up some shit until you figure out right now, what is it that I even like? So the, the goal for that situation would be to feel like baseline. What do I like now? You know, just in my day, what does a good day look like? Whatever ask the right questions, and then build on top of that so that you can dream bigger and bigger and bigger and really be authentic with yourself. But um, I didn't figure that out. I didn't figure out how to um, 
ask myself objectively, like, hey, bitch, what is it that you like? Like, do you like this? Do you like this? You know, and some of it's experiential. You don't know until you try it. But, you know, I was, what, 26, 27 when I got out. I was grown. I, I had tried quite a few things. There were things that I know that I like. I like low-cut socks. <laughs> I like monochromatic outfits. I do not like prints. Um, I like super high thread count cotton sheets. I like blue tinted lights. Um, inside, outside, don't care. Um, I like it to be 72 degrees with a slight breeze. I don't give a fuck where we're at. Um, those are just some preferences. And, I, you know, that's not, that's just a preference. That's my opinion. And that only matters for me. Like, so it's like self-study, you know? So... Those are some couple, three things that I think um, would be transformational to add in. Um, if I could just go and like lace myself up from before, that's what I would tell me. I also know that I would tell me to go fuck myself because those things sound really complicated to the woman that I once was. But um, it's excellent information. And any part of it that you can use to um, empower yourself, please do, bruh. Life does not have to be hard. Life gets to be beautiful. All you have to do is stay clean and stay free and do your best. Do your best. That's, like the, that's really the key um, component. Like, whatever you're doing, just do your best. Do the right thing. Do your best. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay, you guys. That was some stuff, wasn't it? Um... So thank you for listening. Um, if you wouldn't mind going and giving us a review wherever it is that you um, got this podcast, I would really appreciate it. Um, you can always email us, uh, visit tarahargrove.com and um, click the contact on our menu. Um, we love to hear from you. Send me questions. Tell me comments. Um, tell me what you get out of it. We have a group on Facebook. It's called The Glow Up for Humans Who Manifest. Please feel free to join us. Um, and we'll talk to you soon.